Awesome. So great to be here this morning. Hey, I just thought that young worship team this morning, Tanira, off the charts. Bless you guys for the um, the work and that you've done in there, um, developing the team. And uh, I just see such an exciting future. Awesome. What the praise good? Yeah. What the praise amazing? And um, is Carmel still here? Somewhere. I oh, know. I just had something I wanted to share with her. I'll catch her later. Awesome. All right. Um, it's just an honour for Vicky and I to be in and on this topic of marriage. Man, I thought we've had a feast already, haven't yeah. we? We've had some really real, honest, um, transparent um, corridor about the journey of marriage. And, and that's really the truth, isn't it? Marriage is a journey. Yeah. And um, we're all in process um, and we're all working together. Um, we want to start today by just really honoring your current status. You know, not everyone here will be married. And, um, you know, whether you're single, widowed, um, married, or previously married. We are all beloved sons and daughters of God. Mm. And, you know, um, uh, God is, deeply loves you, and um, you're highly valued and a child of God. So if you're single and, you know, you're listening to all these marriages this morning, then learn what you can because <laughs> it might be around the corner. Yeah. Um, and we just want to honor your status today and trust that, you know, uh, as we share on this topic of marriage, um, you'll get something um, value. Uh, we want to share some principles um, and stories of our journey. By God's grace, we're 37 years on the journey and uh, loving it. Vicky's my best friend. Yeah. Uh, she's my greatest supporter and I love doing life with her. She also tells me the truth about myself when I least want to hear it. And, uh, <laughs> but she's always seeking my highest good. And I think that's our mates, eh? That's our partners. They, they keep us real. <laughs> so um, <clears throat> Vicky's such a huge blessing in my life. Um, I just wanted to say, too, that, you know, no marriage is without bumps and challenges along the way. Uh, there's always there's challenges to work through, as you can hear in the very real conversations that we've heard already this morning. And, um, you know, we, we work through these rough spots and negotiate through them because it's so worth it. It's so worth it to keep building together and building marriages that create great strength for our homes. Um, Vicky's going to be sharing with us um, through the journey this morning as well. And so, but I just want to start with a scripture. Um, if we could find that scripture there from Genesis 2, chapter 2 and verses 18 to 20. Um, <clears throat> this scripture... Um, said a huge amount to me early on in the journey um, from Genesis. And the Lord God said, It is not good that man should be alone. I will make a helper comparable to him. Out of the ground, the Lord God formed every beast of the field, every bird of the air, and brought them to Adam to see what he would call them. And whatever Adam called each living creature, that was its name. So Adam gave names to all the cattle, to the birds of the air, and to every beast of the field. But for Adam, there was not found a helper comparable to him. So Adam was alone. He had purpose and meaningful work that God had given him, but there was something missing. Now, we designed for a relationship, um, every one of us, and there's a sense of incompleteness without it. And so 
that was my situation early years of ministry. Um, I was pastoring single at the age of 23. And I knew that I was doing what God wanted me to do. I knew I was where God wanted me to be, but I was incomplete. I was alone, and there was no one to share the journey with. There's just a sense of him, something's missing without, um, you know, without, without Vicky. Something was missing. So God brought Vicky along in due course. We got married. And uh, my understanding was now I had a helpmate um, with Vicky on board. I could accomplish more. <laughs> and I threw myself into the ministry with greater zeal, however. <laughs> so what was happening? We, had, we, we were, um, both of us were very sure that, um, that God had put us together. And, um, and we had scriptures and we just had a real sense that God had put us together as a couple. But we didn't know how to walk it out together in God's way yet. <clears throat> and so our first year was miserable. <laughs> I was crying all the time and really lonely. Um, first year, I, I was um, really looking forward to, to being married and really looking forward to um, having children. And after a month of being married, um, I got pregnant. And then, um, and then, and then um, Howie was off serving the Lord. And I was at home crying and lonely, and <laughs> it was miserable. <laughs> and um, and so um, that's you were hardly ever home, yeah. And so it wasn't my dream. I wasn't. That was not the picture that I was dreaming about. <laughs> All right, that's true. <laughs> so I was. Um, I failed to realise that the first priority of marriage, and this is really, really something that the Lord spoke to me. And I needed to understand this, that the first priority in marriage was not helpmate, but companion. So first thing the Lord said, it is not good that man be alone. And that's true for every one of us, male or female, man or woman. It is not good to be alone. And so the first priority is companionship. And um, honestly, Vicky was not looking for a guy to cook for clean and wash his clothes, which got married. Um, she was looking for a companion. And so I just messed up there. And God had to teach me, but he did. And he's faithful. Um, you know, in our journey, the Lord, you know, he does adjust us. He speaks to us and he helps us in this journey because it's a growing thing. And, we, and it's awesome that we can just keep praying together and, and yeah. seek the Lord. And, and he... He teaches us, you know, every single one of us. So We're so privileged to have the presence of the Lord with us to show us what to do. And the Lord highlighted That's right. that companionship, eh? Mm. Yeah. So that was a big learning for me. Companionship becomes, before everything else, relationship, time together, taking time to value and love one another. And, uh, and we've heard this morning about the love languages of um, discovering how to um, pour into your mate in the way that builds them, the way they understand. So powerful. All right, First Peter 3, 7. Um, and I think we might have that up on the screen too. First um, Peter 3, 7. And in my Bible, in the King James Bible, it's or New King James, it's entitled A Word to Husbands. So listen up, guys. Um, the previous verses before this, uh, verse 7, encourage wives in their role, but I want to focus on verse 7. It says, Husbands, likewise, also dwell with them with understanding. Speaking of our wives, husbands, likewise, dwell with them with understanding, giving honor to the wife as a weaker vessel and as being heirs together 
of, of the grace of life, that your prayers may not be hindered. So the key thought there is dwell with them with understanding. Okay, you married guys, hands up if you understand your wife completely. <laughs> Can't see any hands. But it says dwell with them with understanding. All right, so what the Lord wants to impart unto us guys is we need to let the Lord give us understanding of how to actually love and minister to our wives and build them and cause their gifts and talents to come forth in, in fully in the way God intended. And so um, that was uh, something that I needed to do. And so Vicky's going to talk about uh, my lack of understanding. <laughs> <laughs> so our first, um, first few years of marriage were a bit of a whirlwind because um, we had uh, five children in seven and a half years and so lots of little preschoolers and bubbies. And, and, um, and so with that, I was pregnant a lot of the time. And, um, and then, or breastfeeding, which means you're on the couch um, feeding bubby. And so you, you're, but I loved, I loved that. I loved being with my children. loved um, being able to snuggle them up and have stories. And I loved um, developing the children and teaching them skills and helping them to, I really loved building culture in our family, a culture that we were um, able to be friends and love each other and, and learn to forgive and learn to, um, learn to be able to um, say sorry and hear each other. And, um, and I love building character into the children and really helping them to um, really see each other and let's do life together with joy. And so, um, so I was really um, full on with all those things, and, um, but I'm not good at tidy and I'm not good at, at, um, at looking after um, like the house and being clean. And um, so, <laughs> but, but how we would seem to be, that seemed to be important to him. <laughs> And I go, what's the problem? Like, can't you see what I'm up to? It's so important what I'm doing, you know. There's all these little lives that are just so busy. And I just clean up one mess and it's undone again. And, and like, it would take us until 9 o'clock at night every night to try and get the place beaten back into shape, you know. And so it was like full, just full on. And I'm busy, busy, busy. And so, but... But then we had this conflict that was going on between us because he'd go on, come in the door and say, like, something like, what have you... What have you been doing all day? (laughs) 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 And I'd be going, what? This is so busy. This is so full on. I'm so, so... um, full with the life, you know, and it's not like I'm not doing anything, but, um, but I'm, um, I was just busy with little people, and so we had this conflict, and he couldn't see what I was up to, and I couldn't see what was important to him, so that verse was, um, we, we didn't get that verse about understanding each other, Understanding eh? each other, mm. and so, um, yeah, I'm on, I'm on this journey of understanding my wife's wired differently to me. And I'm on the journey of understanding you. You're and wiring, And she's on eh? the journey of understanding me. And so in those early years... Because we used to think, why, they, why isn't he just normal, you know? <laughs> why does he have to keep being so fussy about everything? <laughs> so, so I'm on a mission to make Vicky like me, and she's on a mission to make me like her. And so it's not going that Too well. well. <laughs> it's pretty miserable, eh? And this is where we came to understand another thing that... Um, well, this is how it was presented to us, and it brought a huge understanding for us in our lives that um, there's different personality types. We're just wired differently. 
And so I didn't understand that. Vicky didn't understand that. And so I realized that my personality type, um, when we were, um, the Lord graciously brought this understanding to us through some books and some marriage enrichment weekends, that my personality was, and there's different ways you can describe these things, but I'm basically that melancholic type personality, um, the animal that sort of most describes my personality type is a beaver, busy. <laughs> and I don't want to be doing. Um, I'm wired to... Um, uh, put everything in its place. Yeah, put everything in its place. Um, I'm task-orientated. Um, the job is the priority. Um, I like accurate, ordered... On time. Measurable things at the end of the day. <laughs> on time. <laughs> oh, Measurable time. things. Um, and where accuracy is Im Im important and detail is important, this type of personality is what you want. You know? If you want a, a, a surgeon or a dentist, look for a melancholic. Because <laughs> they're accurate, they're precise, and getting it right is important. All right? So Vicky's going to describe some other personality types. Well, um, so I'm... Uh, more the sanguine, which is like an, the, the animal that you described that was an otter, you know, playful otter. So they like to play, they like work to be done around sort of um, fun activities and stuff. And, um, and then um, they're spontaneous and uh, what else? They love relationships and people and, um, and, and great at, at setting up activities and things like that. And then another personality type is um, the phlegmatic, yeah, and that, that was that, like the golden Labrador where they're chilled out and, um, and they just um, cool, calm and collective and they just love peace. They don't like conflict and they sort of withdraw a little bit through conflict, then come back in when, it's, when things are sorted out. And um, so that's sort of my two types of personality and there's one other one, eh? And there's another fourth one um, which is like the lion um, type personality, the choleric strong leaders, goal-focused type people, they push through and get the job done. If you want a job done, look for a choleric lion. Yeah. Strong opinions, <laughs> um, not too concerned about what others think about them. They're not um, too concerned about people's feelings too much. And relationships are expendable on the way to the goal. They accomplish great things, but don't get in their way. <laughs> All right, so there's those types of personalities four types of personalities, and honestly, when we suddenly realised, actually, there's nothing wrong with Vicky, she's just functioning out of the way God made her. It's wiring. And she made yeah. her fun-loving, mm. and she made her um, chill. That's why she could handle five, pre five kids, you know, um, and just cruise through all of that. Um, and Vicky began to understand this husband um, who's likes accurate and tidy and all that, she began to understand, ah, God made him that way. Yeah. And that's a gift to my life. And that's why I loved him. Ah, and that's <laughs> what attracted us to each other was I'm attracted to this fun-loving, you know, party. You know, I love the fun <laughs> and celebration. And she's attracted to this guy who gets, you know, who's it's ordered, who's ordered yeah. and, and, and on really time good. And, and all those other things. And just know? so clever, yeah. And... Um, <laughs> So, so I just want to say to you, personality types will really help you in your relationship. It was an aha moment for us, eh? It, it, was, was, like, uh, it was like a light, aha. Yeah, a light bulb we turned on. 
and we stop trying to change each other yeah. and begin to Understand. celebrate and, and, and rejoice in the differences. And that's so important, you know, in a marriage that, that we, we're understanding each other. Lord, give us understanding. It was huge. Because it's huge. Because, um, because then the, um, the judgment came off each other. Because I used to judge him and think, why is he so fussy? You know, it felt like a fuss pot, you know. Why is, it just, <laughs> why is he just so fussy about everything, you know. And it's like, but then I, then I understood. It was an understanding moment. And it was like, ah, that's not, that's his wiring. That's how God's designed him. And it's like, I, I let him free to be himself. You know, it was huge to just let him be himself. And he could let me be um, myself, and it's like we could understand each other. And it was like it's, it's amazing to live life without judgment after you've lived under it. You know, it's yeah. amazing to live life without judgment. Mm. Yeah, it is. And I could see, you know, how clearly God had brought Vicky into my life. Um, I didn't used to celebrate birthdays, anniversaries, um, and I didn't used to get too excited about the job getting done. Um, there was little or no play in my life. Just it was a work. huge list of jobs, and it was always just getting replenished every day, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so Vicky taught me to stop and celebrate, you know, rejoice in the progress and, and not get stuck, um, you know, not, not, um, not take those moments to rejoice in the progress. And, you know, birthdays and anniversaries are really important in our home now. So what happens, eh, we, we begin to... Um, the strengths and the weaknesses in our lives begin to bless and strengthen each mm. other. Amazing. And I think a note on that is that, um, like we're talking about married today, but those personality types were so important for us to understand for our children as well and understanding how they ticked because then we could help their siblings to be able to relate to them in a way that they could um, connect yeah. to them and it's not getting upset with them, just understanding that's who they are and why don't we work with that, you know? Mm. That's right. So that, that's um, just understanding each other's different motivations um, and the way we're wired. One more note. I have a paint float on that. If anybody wants to know more about it and find out what you are, ask me and I can um, send you something about that to help you understand that. Cool. All right, the next scripture we just wanted to touch on was Ephesians 5.33. Um, and that's just at the end of a passage on uh, marriage and um, how marriage tip of, is, an, is kind of like a picture of, of Jesus and the church. But it ends with verse 33, which says, Nevertheless, each one of you in particular, so love his own wife as himself, and let the wife see that she respects her husband. And again, Vicky is going to share into this one. This was a huge one for us to understand as well. It's um, like it says in that scripture, it says, Why, uh, husbands, love your wives as uh, you love yourself. And so the men are uh, exhorted by God to love their wives and the women are exhorted to respect their husbands. And so I would go through life trying to love Howie um, and um, do the, how I wanted to, like connection and um, nice words and stuff like that. But what has... But what I understood was that um, that God wants us to be able to um, understand that a man's, a, uh, my husband's greatest need was respect and honour, and and my greatest need was love. And so um, there's a picture. I don't know if it was going to work. There's a picture um, called the crazy cycle that we learnt about, and it was where um, what you can get on is that without respect, without 
without me respecting Howie, and, I'm, and so I'm trying to motivate him with disrespect, um, to that, that, so that if I'm disrespecting him, um, he reacts without love toward me. And it, that, it was a picture, I think. I don't, is there a crazy cycle picture, honey? And, um, and so it's a cycle that goes without respect, um, he, he um, reacts without love. And then without love, that's it. Without, um, without love, she reacts, reacts without respect to him. Then he reacts without love to her, and then she reacts without respect to him. And so this little baby goes round and round and round. It goes spinning faster and faster and faster because, and it gets um, these, these conflicts and these um, arguments because I heard it described that as a deep, a deep diver um, in those old wetsuits years ago would be underneath the um, ocean and that air hose would go up. If you were to squeeze that air hose, that person would be squealing on the inside going, I've got to get air. And that's like a deepest need inside of a woman is to be loved and to have connection. And a deepest need in the man and the guy's heart is to have honour and respect and to admire him, to believe that he has got what it takes to be able to do these jobs or whatever God's, God's got for him in life and to be able to really believe in him and, and, um, and, and just know that he, and, and really put your trust that he can do it. And, um, and, so, um, and so we can wrongly try and motivate each other by I'm that, that, that you when I'm feeling unloved, I can speak really disrespect, dis, uh, disrespectfully to Howie, trying to motivate him to love me, and then he's re- reacting um, in that um, unloving way to try and motivate me to respect him, and so it's the when we when we start to um, feel like um, our, a spirit of our mates getting deflated, it's probably because we're on this kind of cycle that we haven't understood that the greatest need is actually that they're needing um, honour or, or, um, or love. And so it's an unconditional. It's not that ear host is that you need ear, ear coming down into that deep sea all the time. It's not sometimes you need it and sometimes you don't. It's like we always need to function in our, high, in our, in our flourish is like that love. And for the guy to flourish, it's that, it, that's um, the honour. And so we, the, the way that, that to build into our relationships is to have unconditional respect and unconditional love and it just takes one person to come off that crazy cycle and so it's like and it's it's and I, I thought it was really awesome when I was listening to the guy that we learned from years ago he said it's not about respect after our mate it's not respecting the the bad behavior that they're doing but it's being able to have a respectful conversation and having hard conversations in respect and likewise, if he's seeing something in me that he doesn't really like, it's not, it's not that he loves me conditionally and all the wrong things I'm doing. It's actually coming to have a conversation, a brave conversation in love to be able to address those things, to be able to bring them into, into um, to speak about life with them together. Do you understand? Yeah. So, <laughs> That's good. So I'll share an, an illustration of this, guys. We have a high need to be the hero, right? In your marriage, in your relationship. Well, I do. <laughs> at least in my wife's eyes, if I'm, nobody, if I'm not a hero on the planet, at least to my wife, I want to be the hero. And uh, when we're going somewhere we've not been before, this is something in my life, I assume the role to get us there. In the car, I'm going somewhere, we're going somewhere together, and I think I know where I'm going. <laughs> Nothing deflates my ego 
and maybe my pride when midway along the journey, my wife bowls up to a total stranger to ask for directions. <laughs> my manhood is wounded. I always know the way, even if I'm totally lost, because I want to be the hero. And I feel dishonored <laughs> when Vicky goes to ask someone else. And so, um, you know, this need for us guys to, you know, have, have, be honoured and, uh, and for Vicky to be loved. Um, again, unlocked some amazing keys for us in our relationship. Can I just talk on that one? Because mm. the other thing is that we can get into a, a nourishing cycle, which can be the opposite from what was happening with the crazy cycle, that can be a nourishing one, where it's like my... If that, like, one person just takes one person to start choosing to be um, unconditionally honourable, unconditionally loving and, um, to their mate, and when that happens, even if they're not able to respond quickly, it's something is happening in the heart of the other person where they're starting to get nourished and strengthened and built up. And then there will come a time that, they, that it will just naturally bring out <clears throat> the honour or the, the, the love for the... And so I remember um, a situation about that too because when we were in Moirua, um, we'd, built, we'd bought the pub and ch- transforming it into a church. And so we had, um, we had many people that had come and helped with the building time and sometimes we had builders to come in but largely Howie was the one that was carrying the weight of the building and all the restoration mostly I love and so what that meant is that he's pastoring he's preaching he's leading groups he's also um, building um, huge hours in the church and and I and I've got the five children at home and some often on homeschooling and so it's just it's a busy, busy time, and um and and also it's, a, it's another lonely season for me too, and um and but some I don't I don't think we understood this this we didn't get this picture at that time, but something I just you know you seek the Lord and ask the Lord what to do, and I had a sense that I had to keep my love my honor on to Howie and to um to just stay um in relationship and to um love him and honor him. And to not get angry, and um, because it was one too one too many things that you could bear, you know. And it's like it was a long season; it was months and months and months, maybe even years, and um, it, off and on through that time, eh? And um, but I remember for months anyway, just um, just knowing that I had to go to the Lord with my with my loneliness and go to the Lord with my longing, and but be able to still um, be in relationship and choose to honour and love Howie. And then after that time, even though he couldn't voice anything because he was absolutely to his eyeballs with work, he couldn't actually voice love to me at that time. Um, but after we came out of that process, he said to me, thank you so much for being able to um, stay and love and to build and to encourage me even though it was um, so tough. And it came, we came through that, but it was with that, that kind of cycle in, in mind, you know. And so, yeah, I just wanted to encourage you. It will come as we just keep choosing the, that, that meeting the unconditional need of the other. Hmm. Awesome. Thank you, Jesus. So, you know, in our years of marriage, we just give glory to God yes. for his grace. And, you know, for... The times of the Holy Spirit just brought us the wisdom we've yeah. needed in, in the times we've gone through. And today, you know, we have a, a beautiful, strong marriage. Yeah. And um, as I said, this, this woman is my best mate. Yeah. 
Um, I don't. I love hanging out with her more than anyone else on the planet. Me too. And um, you know, we're best friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so, um, just want to encourage you. You know, keep work out your marriage. You know, uh, let the Lord bring solutions. You know, He does want to fill us with understanding and help us in those seasons where mm. um, the the journey gets a little rough. Mm. And um, all kinds of things can bring challenges into relationships. And another thing that we've worked on um, is, you know, sadly, some relationships get really difficult when all the children grow and leave home. Um, ours got better. <laughs> <laughs> so, and you might be listening. Because <laughs> um, we just had each other. That was awesome. So, but what I'm saying is that, you know, it's important that you're developing relationship. Um, but this is this companionship, this is this relationship thing that's not dependent on the job we do together, so that when the children are gone, we have no common job together, and therefore lose relationship. Um, we just do things together. We found something in our lives that we really enjoy doing together, and that's every year we, we plan and we go hiking together. And um, Vicky initially didn't think that would be something she would like to do, but she discovered she does. And we love it. Every year we get excited about going hiking together and, and um, we go off and, and do something together as a couple that we really enjoy. So I just encourage you, um, discover some things as couples mm. that you really enjoy doing together and try and build that there as well. And so how, like, what, how it was um, described to us too was like if you see a circle and an overlapping circle and then another other overlapping circle, maybe that's you, maybe that's him, but the things that you'd like to do together are more contact points of joy and togetherness and conversation and play. And, um, and so the more that you can get of those things, like Carmel and, and Reese were talking about this morning, the more common ground you've got that you're building towards, you're building that relationship. So when the children leave home, it's not all about the children only. It's about you've still got connection and joyful um, connections and stuff together. And I just wanted to say also with the honour and love thing, um, also that's for our boys, is raising children up. Our young men and our young boys need respect and talking to them in a respectful way, like saying, I really see you, I honour you, I thank you for who, what you do, who you are, you know, and that I can see you, the greatness in you. Our boys need to hear those things. And the girls need to have that connection, that love connection and that joyful um, relationship together. So, yeah. Awesome. So it can be related in both families and couples. All right. So that's us, a little bit of our marriage, and I um, hope you got something this morning. You know, I, I just want to say that understanding these principles, as Vicky said, will help us in all of life, with our families and our workplaces and relationships in general, understanding these. And, and you know, we, Vicky and I are going to be here after the service. We're available just to chat with anybody or, or pray for folk if um, you want some prayer in this area of, of relationships and marriage. And, um, and also, I just want to um, finish out today by... You know, that the first great step in a life, you know, in, in life is, is to reconnect our relationship with God. You know, we, we just attribute our relationship with the Lord yeah. as being the actual major factor in our marriage um, and the learnings that we've, we've grown through and the people we've become today. And so I want to say that the first great um, step in relationships is relationship with God, surrendering your life to Jesus, letting him be the Lord of your life. Yeah. Because when that happens, you know, you begin to tap into the creator's keys for relationships and marriage. And so 
I want to just encourage you this morning, if you haven't yet given your life to Jesus, then today's a good day. Don't put it off because your life's going to get better. Life's going to get more full and rich in every way because relationship with God brings the blessing of God into your life. It brings the wisdom of God into your life. A healing and freedom into every area of life, including our marriages. And so I just want to give you a an opportunity this morning. This may be your day. Surrender your life to Jesus because He will He will just absolutely um, forgive you, heal you, restore you, and bring life to you. So if you're here this morning and you have not yet given your life to Jesus, let's just bow our heads for a moment right where we are. If there's anyone in the house this morning you haven't yet given your life to Jesus, just wave at me and I'll go, I see you because... Today's a good day to make Jesus number one because that's going to help your family. It's going to help your workplace. It's going to help everything about life to be whole. Is there anyone in the house this morning? This, this is, this, is this your day? Is there anyone? All right. Thank you. All right. Let's just bow out. Let's just pray. I'm just going to lead, lead us in a prayer this morning. Thank you, Jesus. And, and look, if you're just sitting there and you still want to pray this prayer, please do it. Um, because, you know, and just surrendering your life to Jesus is the, absolutely the best thing you'll ever do. The best decision we've ever made. Eh? Oh, yeah. The best decision ever. So, Father, um, just pray this prayer with me, my brother. All of us. Dear Lord Jesus, all together. Dear Lord Jesus. We thank you this morning. Thank you this morning. That when we ask you to come into our lives. You forgive our sins. You heal us and restore us. You bring us back into relationship with God. We live forgiven. Lord, I surrender myself to you today. I ask you to come into my heart. In Jesus' name. Amen.